when you're ready, let's start this game. surprise you with that. <laughs> you do. Just going, yes, you never know what you're going to say. <laughs> Welcome to the BCPL Unstacked, where we unstack literary news, share what we are reading slash watching, and cool things happening with the Bay County Public Library. Hey, this is Sarah. And this is Stephen. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> I A month? I don't know. A month or so. I'm going to blame some jerk that wanted to go on vacation. Yeah, that jerk. He is horrible. I don't know. We're going to have to get rid of him or something, but uh, here we are now. (laughs) A little later than normal. everything. (laughs) But we are here to unpack our uh, literary news, our book reviews, what we're reading, what's happening at the library, and all that fun stuff. Let's start off with a little bit of literary news. Well, the first thing I wanted to share was, um, did you read Into the Wild? Uh, I did see the movie. Does that count? That counts. So Into the Wild is a a nonfiction title by John Krakow. Um, It's his best-selling 1996 book, Into the Wild, that was transformed into a movie. Now, this is about a gentleman, Christopher McCandless, who wanted to be out into the wilderness without anything. Do you remember the story too uh, much? Is this the one where he's eaten by bears? No. <laughs> that one's a Werner Herzog, which okay. that grizzly man, but also very interesting. And the personalities, I think, are probably pretty similar. Then this would be the one where he's out in the wilderness with his uh, mobile home or bus There's or what bus. have you, and he's just kind of zenning him moment zen moment right he doesn't have maps he's like Mm -hmm. out of off the grid and unfortunately eats some bad berries dies anyways that's the spoiler alert is that he does die out here and this bus is made famous so there's all these other hikers and trekkers Mm -hmm. who are going out into the wild to visit the bus and they are also either dying or they're going out needing to be rescued (laughs) because from what i understand it is out in the middle of absolutely nowhere of alaska yeah it's not your your place to visit and they got tired of rescuing people so they actually um had to airlift that bus out of there so i don't know where the bus is going but you can no longer visit the bus i don't know if they're relocating it to Mm. somewhere where people could actually visit it in a safer manner, but um, it is gone from that location. Oh, well, goodbye. Farewell. Alvita saying goodnight. No more looking for the wilds of Alaska. No. And I've been watching, I don't know if you've seen this, but Netflix has this um, show called Alone, and they are like survivalist. So it kind of paired with reading this article very well. No, but I could see it on a different show I watch on Netflix, uh, Dark Tourism. Dark I Tourist. I haven't seen it, but I know of that yeah, one. Yeah, it's where they're taking you to weird, mysterious, deadly, horrible places, Chernobyl, that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So I can imagine this would be Something another one similar. that would fit. It just takes a lot to be able to survive out there on it your does. own. Especially with, I think they get freak storms out there. The, mm-hmm. the weather is unpredictable. Like I said, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So if you're not familiar with hiking, you're going to have a hard time. And You need to know which berries to eat. <laughs> I, that would that would also be strong. Yeah, uh, and, and mushrooms. Mushrooms and berries. Side note, you can learn a lot of that stuff at the library. Yeah, we have some books. 
Alan Jaffe, okay. he has been the go-to artist of Mad Magazine. If you are familiar with Mad Magazine, they were kind of like Cracked and, and Mad were the satirical comedy of the magazine rack way back in the days that magazines were still the gold mine of supermarkets for kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was the guy that developed the fold-in cover of the Mad Magazine where he would have the uh, the one cover that was one thing and if you folded the two gate flaps together, it'd have a completely different picture. But Al Jaffe, he's 99. He's been doing this for a long, long time and he is finally saying goodbye uh, so they are doing an all special Al Jaffe issue to say goodbye to him. But that no matter what is a great tribute and man 99 and still enjoying his job up until then. Well supposedly this uh, this cover he has had in the in his desk drawer for a long time just waiting for him to use it. That's awesome. <laughs> and now he said now is the time. Uh, yeah I think it says here 2014 is when uh, he uh wrote this this particular cartoon to celebrate his retirement. Uh, he's been doing this since 1964. Wow. Yeah, that's a long, long time. Goodbye, Al Jaffe. Here you go. Uh, you can't see the picture out there in, in, in podcast land, but uh, right there I'm showing Sarah is a picture of the cover on the left side is how it would look normally on the shelf. When you fold it in, you get a little picture of his face saying, no more Al Jaffe cartoons. Aww. I know, it is super sad. But it he, is, but it's so clever. It is, and he's been doing that for 64, since this 1964. Impressive. That and the uh, snappy answers to stupid questions, which are which always was a favorite of mine, because I'm a little sarcastic. I don't know if that comes out in really? this. Yeah, I know, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I realized that. But you know, what, what do you got on your side? Well, um, we are recording after a protest around the world in reaction to the death of George Floyd and additional cases of police brutality. So I wanted to um, just point out, in order to gain a little bit more understanding, I recommend reading books from different points of view. And there are so many phenomenal books that explore diverse perspectives. Uh, One thing I want to point out is that the Library of Congress is doing a series of talks on race in America, and they're bringing in authors to speak. The one that I have my calendar marked on is Thursday, July 16th, 6 p.m. Central. It's going to be Colson Whitehead because I've just been on a kick. All right. And he's going to talk with the Librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden. Now, uh, jumping back real quick, Colson Whitehead, he is the author of Nickel Boys? Nickel Boys and the Underground Railroad. And he's the one that just, he's a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner as of this year. Um, But he's going to um, share the need for stories about our past to help us contend with the present, especially at moments of great change. So that'll be on Facebook through the Library of Congress or their YouTube channel. We're talking about ebooks. So I, this was a news story that has picked up some, some, some steam in, in my email box here recently because it's something that is near and dear to our heart. Um, Overdrive, which is our particular uh, ebook, platform. has been yes platform. That's the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. Has been purchased by KKR, who is also the owner of uh, RB Digital. From what I understand, this is a good thing. Yes, RB Digital. I don't know if you've used both, but it's been a little bit less user friendly for RB Digital. So I think they're gonna make it. More user-friendly gotcha. and make it more like Overdrive. Okay. okay. Yes. It'll be nice. I think it'll give us at least access to more content. More content. And right now we kind of have, we bounce between the two platforms. Um, we've got both. 
And so it'll be kind of nice just to have that one platform. We'll, okay. we'll keep you updated for future references on what has changed or what is not changing. Yes, because I know we have a lot of e-readers. and um, More so today. More so today. We I think a lot of books are being checked out on, on Overdrive right now. So if you have any title suggestions, just let us know. Um, we have a title suggestion form through our website, www.nwrls.com, under books, etc. All right. My first question for you is, do you have any favorite titles that have been banned or censored? Was Catch-22 censored? Yeah. I do like that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my you, you can't win for losing kind of stuff. Yeah, that one was definitely on the list. Yeah, there's still like some graphic novels like Saga, that mm-hmm. series. Really? Saga? I can see it. But some of our favorite titles are banned. And, and yes, they are still banning books. Just a heads up out there. Um, a lot of them are usually children or young adult titles, but not always. And um, June is the American Library Association's Rainbow Book Month, celebrating LGBTQ books and Pride Month. Out of the top 10 banned books of 2019, Eight of them were banned due to LGBT content. The number one is George by Alex Gino, and it's been on the list since it was published in 2015. This is a chapter book. It's the sweetest story of a child born as George and sees herself as Melissa, and there's a school play. It's adorable. Um, Alex Gino is a trans author, and I must reintegrate how lovely and sweet the story is, and not only... Has this made the banned book list, which is a badge of honor in itself? Uh, it definitely, I think, would increase sales, doesn't it? Yes, and I think, was it Neil Gaiman? There was a, or John Green. One of them really liked being on the list. It's like a goal to, to get on the banned book list. That's when you know you've made it. But um, not only has the book George been on the banned list, list. It's also won the Stonewall Award for American Library Association. And the Stonewall Award list is highly recommended if you're looking for any LGBTQ titles. And that's kids all the way up to adult titles. And they have new ones each year. Anything I've read on the list has been great. And um, for literary news tied into Pride Month, KidLit Pride at Home is a global online gathering of LGBTQ Q plus creators of children and young adult titles, especially geared for teens. Their goal is to provide connection, community, and support during the pandemic. The virtual KidLit Pride has several different author panelists, and talks planned is taking place very soon. So I don't think that we'll catch the live version, but they should have it recorded. So it'll be launched um, June 27th and 28th, which is like tomorrow. So so you're not going to see the live version, but they will have it on their um, their YouTube channel or visit kidlitpride.com for more information. And Alex Gino is going to be on one of the panels for queer middle grade readers. Okay, sounds interesting. Yay, we'll yes. See about checking that out. I've got so many things that I'm, I'm now needing to check out that my backlog has now got a backlog. <laughs> I know, all the good things. As you may be aware, we are currently still not open to the public. We have a temporary computer room set up in our meeting room where you can come in. There's five computers. You can use them for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. We have a curbside pickup, which is a unique way for us for people to get books, which brings me to my news story because the number of ways I have now found that people are getting their books throughout the world, it, it runs the gamut from high-tech to low tech and it is beautiful um there is a school in virginia that has partnered up with a 
technology firm that provides Google with their drones. Um, it is a group called Wing, and they have uh, partnered up to deliver books to children via drone. And, you know, so that's our high end. But at the same time, there are uh, children in Ethiopia are getting their library books delivered to them. And I am not joking when I say this, via a wandering library camel. And oh. I think this is... I. I don't know how to take care of a camel, uh -huh. but I feel like we need a camel here in uh, the Northwest Regional Library System, Sarah. I think so, too. Once again, please email us. <laughs> Let us know that you want a camel to be delivering your books to you in the near future. People are getting books in a variety of ways. Yeah, that's very clever. We want to be part of it. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's all the ideas. Hashtag get us a camel. BCPL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to natural disasters, if you are. Hey, can I, I want to just interrupt you. There's somebody out there. Where? Outside, in, in listener land. Okay. I, I should have written down the name when they called me, and I didn't. You know who you are, the person who called us, and said, I said, hey, Bay County Public Library, this is Stephen. Because that's how I answer the phone here when I'm picking up curbside pickups. Yeah. And they're like, hey. Is this Stephen from the podcast? And I was like, oh, what? I was so excited. That means we have one listener somewhere cool. out there. Thank and you I suddenly felt so validated much. in my life. So I'm sorry I don't remember your name, but you know who you are. Keep listening. Tell your friends. And thank you. And just think, if you're a second listener and you said something like that to me, I also might forget your name and mention you here. Yeah, this is true. So back to natural disasters. Natural disasters. First book suggestion is the N.K. Jemison's Broken Earth Trilogy. She is the first African-American writer to win the Hugo Award for Best Novel, and then she proceeded to win Hugo Awards for each book in the trilogy. Yes, she has. Which is amazing. The trilogy is The Fifth Season, The Opalous Gate, The Stone Sky, and just to glimpse into the natural disaster of the sci-fi fantasy, publisher marketing is very in a world. So <laughs> I bet you can probably say that better than me. In a world. In a world, it starts with the great red rift across the hearts of the world's sole continent, spewing ash that blots out the sun. It starts with death, with a murdered son and a missing daughter. This is the stillness, a land long familiar with catastrophe, where the power of the earth is wielded as a weapon and there is no mercy. And that is from the publisher. Note, not my own words. But so basically, the lead character, Essen, has powers and connection with the Earth, and this could actually parallel a little nicely to your reading of Miss Bourne by Brandon Sanderson. I don't know it how is. you are with that. I, I, I am. I've, I've gotten through it, and at time it and time, it does tie. They, they same, um, same have kind of like natural kind of, disaster. Yeah, and abilities, mm -hmm. kind of magical abilities. Essen is an is an origin who can prevent or cause earthquakes and manipulate the earth. And I know I keep sharing trilogies, but I really hate trilogies. Why do you I, hate trilogies? I don't know. I like usually I'm like big on one book and that's it. Oh, see, if it's good, I want it to go on. You want more? I, I know do. most people are. No, I am not. You, I want a conclusion. Okay. I don't want to be like, you know, a certain group of, of, of fans who have been waiting, I don't know, 10 plus years. Plus, Is this a certain uh, author? I, I'm that not going to mention a name, TV but it series? rhymes with uh, Harton. Yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. I mean, about. I won't say it directly, but yeah. I mean, where's the conclusion? I, it, it's, it's supposedly it's coming. If it's good, I want it to continue, but I do want to have a this is it. 
I get bored. And so usually I don't like trilogies, but I keep suggesting ones. And the ones I suggest are amazing. So you should read them. Mm-hmm. Because you are suggesting them, they are the creme de la creme. Exactly. And I also wanted to just mention that N.K. Jemison just released The City We Became, which I still need to read. That's on the list. The first one I'm going to recommend, you've seen it with George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. This one comes from the north. It's not a, it's not a southern yes. hurricane or a storm. It is a northern one and one perfect one at that. A perfect storm. A perfect storm, yes. A perfect storm. Or the perfect storm if you want to get technical. But, you know, A, V, whatever. Perfect and storm. It's been a really long time since I've seen that one. Oh, it is a, it's a classic. It's The movie is based on a true story, as is the book. But that one's near and dear to my heart because it's a Gloucester, uh, a Gloucester fisherman. I got some, oh, some in-law so like side Maryland. that came from yeah, Boston, Boston, Mass, okay. New England area. It is a tale of some Gloucester fishermen who go out and they get lost at sea when the absolute most perfect of nor'easters hits them and tragedy ensues. I've got another book. Um, I usually try and avoid hurricanes, but... Um, The book I was just reading was set post-hurricane. It was started when I binge-watched all of the Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, which it's like kind of a rom-drama. Drama-rama? Drama-rama. I don't know. (laughs) It's based off the Sweet Magnolia series by Cheryl Woods, and I'm also horrible at reading the book if I've already seen the TV show or the movie, because I feel like it's been spoiled for me. I can't, like, backtrack. Oh, see, I, I don't mind. We're learning all sorts of new things. We are. We're learning that you, <laughs> you hate trilogies and you can't watch a movie after you've read the book or read the book after you it's, watch the movie. It's got to be like a long distance that I completely forget the premise of the film. What's your average time that you feel that you, you, it takes you to forget? Is it depending on the, the Probably particular Probably like one? five years. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. I really don't have a good memory, but... I feel like it takes that long because I'll remember enough. Anyway, so the TV series that was um, written by Cheryl Woods, I ended up picking up Sandcastle Bay, which also happens to be set uh, post-hurricane. It parallels Sweet Magnolias that it's in a small southern town in the Carolinas. And there's a little bit of romance and both have like restaurants. Restaurant settings are popular. Working in a restaurant, owning a restaurant, the restaurant business. Okay. But the hurricane destruction does not feel too realistic in the sense that we've all experienced a Cat 5. So um, it definitely wasn't a Cat 5. One of the re- uh, restaurants reopens the next day after the hurricane, even though they just like magically have a generator that keeps it running. And, and everything's destroyed in the inside, so they eat out on the deck. And they kind of brush through all of that, and then there's this romance, and it's sugar. It's like if a hurricane meets the Hallmark Channel. That that gives me a very, a very specific image. That is exactly what Sandcastle Bay is, and it's sugar coated sweetness that I thought I needed in my life at that time. If my imagination is 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 happening here, we'll get the little Wayne's world. <laughs> There's a hurricane blowing in, and on the front of that storm is a handsome man that's getting blown into her life to cure all her problems. Ah, uh, that sounds just about right. <laughs> just riding a surfboard. But it was in. almost the opposite. She like goes in. There's the the handsome man lives there, and then she oh she gets blown in with the storm. She gets blown in with the storm. She's in a boat somewhere. Some nor'easter blows her off her fishing tr- <laughs> charter into this small town of of uh, Hilton Head, probably. Cheryl Woods, we have a new title for you. <laughs> there you Let's go. Just use this premise. Hurricane and... love hashtag. Give us a camera. <laughs> we apologize. It was <laughs> it was a lot of fun to read. You know what's worse than a hurricane though? What? Hurricanes with crocodiles or alligators. Or, tr- or snakes. Well, specifically, I'm talking the movie <laughs> Crawl. 
<laughs> it is a horror movie set in the bayous of somewhere along that that, that panhandle <laughs> wow. coast and I it is hurricane this. if you know sharknado yeah this is gator cane in a way but it's called crawl but okay. the the cat five hurricane that is hitting in this this small florida town is pushing in a bunch of alligators a woman's trapped in her house go for there wow so that's my natural disaster pick of movies that is one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. It is, and it is such a great movie. I, I recommend it highly to everybody. I mean, it's an escapist. It is stupid, but it is fun. It is fun. All right. Okay. You got another one? That's great. Uh, the other one that I have was released in April 2020, and it also involves a hurricane. It's called Camino Winds by John Grisham, and it's book two from the Camino Island series. I got another nonfiction one that's is kind of fun. Well, okay. I, I say fun. It's it's you know it's a read. Uh, Isaac Storm. It Ooh. is a nonfiction tailing of the deadliest hurricane in history, the 1900s Galveston Bay uh, hurricane. Okay, that sounds so, awesome. So that is another one that I would. Uh, it is by Eric Larson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's amazing. He is a nonfiction author who does a lot of historical stuff. I want to read his latest, "The Splendid and the Vile." Okay, I've not seen that one yet. And that one's about Winston Churchill. Okay. It's supposed to be really interesting. Okay, I have done the uh, Devil in the White City, which is Chicago's World Fair with uh, H. H. Holmes, uh, America's. Uh, Serial killer. Yeah, notorious serial killer, because that's how my life rolls. Murder. I I want to listen to that one. I want to audiobook those, mm-hmm. because I think they would go a lot like smoother with yes. audio. And I'm obsessed with like World's Fair kind of things. I love the that's idea awesome. of people gathering and showing off new technology, mm-hmm. and especially from that time frame, because yeah. it was all so... Lots of changes. Things that we now take for granted every day. It was Electricity. Like, uh, but Eric Larson has also done the... Uh, he did a close. book about the Lusitania sinking. Dead weight. And that was really good so he is definitely an author worth reading if you like reading the disaster man-made disaster Man- kind of yes. stuff yes there's a lot of research that he does so that's he what does. makes it interesting he does he, he is really good at what he does i encourage you to, to pick some of his books up what are you reading what am i reading that is a great question i've done two books yeah, well, mine has some parallels to, like, the Eric Larson's titles, where it's nonfiction, it's based on a lot of research, but I'm reading Mrs. Sherlock Holmes, The True Story of New York City's Greatest Female Detective, and the 1917 Missing Girl Case That Captivated a Nation by Brad Ricca. She's, like, my new heroine. Like, I had a few, and then now I'm like, this is the next superhero, because she was a New York lawyer. She got her law degree in, like, 1905. She goes and she saw cases she like helps all these people who don't have money a lot of them are immigrants that are coming into the they don't know the language very well so she makes sure that translation of law is really good and that she is on their side and she's really cheap she'll like do the cases for not that much money but she's just helping all these families her word gets out she has like all these little business cards in different languages okay like there's an italian one and um i think one in hebrew and So the different communities in New York know who she is. And then she all of a sudden gets more notoriety. And um, the wealthier families start looking for her as well. And that's this case that she solves. But some of it, she, like, goes 
undercover. She travels. She like kind of she's like a spy and gets all the documents she needs to be able to win cases. It's okay. really cool. Mrs. Sherlock Holmes. On the trip, I did the last book on the left, which is the last How podcast like on the left. It is there delving into a handful of serial killers and mm-hmm. you know all the the horrors and what makes them just complete jerks. Mm-hmm. It was informative. Definitely informative. I would recommend it. Yeah, I need to listen to more of the their podcast. It, it is definitely tongue in cheek in a lot of Because they're more comedy comedy. Yeah, right? but it's dark. It's definitely dark comedy dark. this. And so it's it's fun in the sense that how, you know, murdering people was was I don't understand. I, I guess I do because it's something that is so uniquely strange. But it, it's I don't I know you love your murder podcasts. I love my murder podcasts. I love my serial killer stories. Mm-hmm. And it's it's strange to me that that's something that we as a culture gravitate Grav- yeah. toward when we really shouldn't be. Those jerks should not be remembered. Hashtag forget those jerks. <laughs> but we, we do. I think that's almost like kind of warning stories of like, so you can like pay attention mm-hmm. and know, well, that's happening and that's happening. That's probably a bad idea. Don't go to the second location. Fight where you are. and the... Fresh air is for victims. Yeah. It'll always get worse. Yes. By that, I mean, don't sleep with your windows open. They'll get in through your windows. Yes. Always lock your doors. Yes. No. It's, it's things that, you know, various, be it morbid, be it uh, my favorite murder, be it last podcast on the left, be it case files, what have you, because there is a billion and six podcasts about murder. Uh-huh. Be aware of your surroundings. And don't go in the woods. I don't know. I, I just I came back like from the woods, I like going in the woods. The woods. <laughs> be careful when from... you're in the woods. Be, be careful everywhere. Yeah. Parking lot, showers. I mean, everywhere. People come and get you in the showers. Psycho told me that. Yeah. Well, I have been listening to Son of a Hitman. This one is about, um, and the podcasts we advertise are free wherever you can get podcasts. So, So, Son of a Hitman is on Spotify. And it's about Woody Harrelson's dad, Charlie Harrelson. Are you telling me Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman? He was a, an assassin. I don't know how to respond to this, but I am now all in. Let's do this. Kind of like goes into the last case that finally got him into prison. And whether he did that one or not, he might not have done that murder, which was uh, Judge Wood. We're not even sure if he's, he actually got the he one that got him. He might not have. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So it kind of goes into all of that. I won't go into anything. And then that's why I've been watching... The first season of True Detective. Which stars Woody Harrelson and Matthew Matthew. McConaughey. And I have to say, this one is the one where Matthew McConaughey shines. Like, I did not realize he was as good of an actor until I saw this. Uh, Tropic Thunder? Dazed and Confused. Okay, yes, he's good. But that was the the scene that, Mm -hmm. like, the role where I was like, he's really good. Okay. And we have two copies in our library system of True Detective Season 1. And then there's also season two and three. But I want to touch on, because you, I want to go in two different directions here. So let's go with the first one. You mentioned True Detective. Mm-hmm. The book that I am actively reading right now, I've got 100 pages left. Boatkeeper's Daughter is kind of set in a uh, in that swampy kind of region. Yeah. So it is a horror-based story about a young girl. There's no heroes in this book. Okay. They're all, she is trafficking drugs. Oh, but gosh. she's trying to get out of this. She's she's the boatkeeper's daughter, but she's smuggling in all the stuff on a John boat. Okay. There's drugs. There's human trafficking. There's cults. It's everything that True Detective is minus, you know, Woody Matthew Harrelson McConaughey. and Matthew McConaughey. But now you've made me think. So Woody Harrelson is the son of a hitman. And we all know that it takes fame sometimes to make fame. Do you think that's why he is as famous as he is, is because he has that notoriety that comes with it? I think that's why his 
father's cases is famous. So you're thinking it's the other way. It's you're not going the direction think, I'm going. You're going the direction that because of Woody yeah, Harrelson, his dad is now like I don't know. He probably was well known in that circuit, mm-hmm. gamblers and all that fun stuff. But um, I think this case in particular probably gained a little more notoriety because of because Woody of Harrelson, Cheers, which yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Guy walks into a bar. His he becomes a bartender because his dad was a hitman. Of course, I, I don't know the punchline of this one, but evidently it's real life. <laughs> it's interesting. It's dark. I will okay. warn you, it's dark, but it's it's interesting. And but that's why I'm watching True Detective, which I highly recommend. Which is also dark. It is culty horror. It is pulp horror. It is yeah. Lovecraftian mythos style horror. There's and it nudity. Is, yeah, it is an, it's it's an, an HBO show yeah. now on DVD. Hence why we have multiple copies in the library system, and it's really good. And I'm, the acting is superb. It is, and it follows the tale of two police officers, and they're dealing with a uh, ritualistic killer. That's all good we can dark share. stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's a feature on our website. Mm-hmm. It is called Suggest a Title. Mm-hmm. And what you can do with said thing is if you find that we don't have something in our collection and you feel that we would be gained by having said thing in our collection, you can make a recommendation. It goes to the selectors. They then determine, and they may put it in our collection. So that's what I did. Okay. As soon as I finish this 100 pages, I'm going to jump into... Uh, I. I I am huge on apocalyptic fiction. I am huge on, you know, post-dystopian worlds. Yes. So they have gotten me a audio book called The Dying Earth. Okay. It is by Jack Vance. It is set in a post-apocalyptic war, but it's fantasy post-apocalyptic. Oh, So cool. there's wizards and all kinds of stuff. And so as soon as I'm done with these hundred pages. You're well, jumping to that. One of the things missing with not having the library open to the public is that browsing capability. And I feel like some people are missing that and want that. I, I get that call quite often. Yes, yeah, so I, I hear it as well. And so I wanted to provide some ways to browse online. Oh, I like where this is going. Yes. So one way is to become a member of Goodreads. Yes. And then you can see what your friends are reading. No, that's not that's not a specific. That is its own independent website. Yes, goodreads.com. I believe that's what it is. And it is a... Uh... You create an account. It's free. And you basically, each book you read, you can, you can star it, you can like, you can do a little book report. So it's a good way to kind of like filter through. And then if you find your friends on there as well, then you can be like, hey, what did you think of that? Like, Form- be honest an online book club, so to speak. Exactly. And it also allows you to save books you want to read. Right. So it's kind of your wish list going But that doesn't well. necessarily have all the things that we have in the library. Or it has more than what we would have, wouldn't it? It would. But we have this thing called Interlibrary Loan, which has resumed. What? I know. Excitement. Excitement. So it has resumed. Things may be a little slower because not all libraries in Florida have reopened. So while we're kicking butt, you're saying other people aren't? Exactly. Slackers. I know. Total Be more slackers. like us. It's a title that's older and we might not add to our collection just because it doesn't make sense with our acquisition policy. You can interlibrary loan. And if other libraries outside of our library system have it, you can borrow said title. And it's pretty awesome. Downside of that, though, if it's brand new, we will not be able to get it that way. Then you need to suggest a title. Yes, because if it is within six months of publication, it is outside the scope of what that service provides. Mm-hmm. If it's an audio book, it's outside what that service provides. If it's a DVD, it's outside the service. So books. It is strictly books. books, books. books. Yes. So I, I, it bums me out every day as well but trust me interlibrary loan if we don't got it it is the greatest thing ever i have gotten so many strange things through that 
Yeah, because like academic libraries collect different things. Um, so if you're doing research, you can borrow from like Florida State or our interlibrary loan librarian will handle that side of things. But there's both academic and public libraries that we're able to borrow from. I went through a phase a couple years back where I was on a cookbook kick. Uh-huh. And the number of strange and weird cookbooks that I was able to request through Interlibrary Loan was amazing. Do you know Coolio has a cookbook? No. I do, because I checked it out. Through Interlibrary Loan? Mm-hmm. Yes. Coolio. Fifty Shades of Chicken is a cookbook. You know that? Now how I know? Checked it out. Really? Yes. Is it all about chicken? It's all about chicken. Fifty, But Fifty Shades of Grey, is that the book that yes. it was? Yes, it was hilarious. just it's stuff like that. Thug Kitchen, we now have that one in our system. Yes, we do. So it will teach now you. Now it's really good. It's all it vegan. Is. It is. It's it's interesting. So Goodreads, Interlibrary Loan, follow the New York Times bestseller list. I like to go to Haw's New York Times bestseller. So that's H-A-W-E-S. And it makes it really easy to go to your year and your month. And you can see the top 20 fiction, top 20 um, nonfiction titles for adults. But there's other ways to browse that New York Times bestseller list. There's also fantasticfiction.com. That is uh, that mm-hmm. is one of our secrets. When you ask us, well, does this guy have a new book coming out? And I'll be like, hold on a second. Let me just search my memory. I'm searching the computer. And I'll go there and it'll tell me what number of a series it is, what book series. If it's like, is it this character? Is it that character? Is it coming out in paperback? Is it coming out when? And then I'll let you know so you can look up your favorite authors that way. That's awesome. But you know my favorite thing is our own catalog. I agreed. And there's Book Rivers. Book Rivers. I just follow the Book River. So we have one that is just the the bestsellers. Mm -hmm. And the other one that I follow is new releases. Okay. Because sometimes... It's something that's like popular, and so it's just come in, or it's the new, newest of titles, and they may not have made the bestseller list, but they're awesome. What I do is uh, I will go into our catalog, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast more than twice, uh, but I like movies. Mm-hmm. So what I will go into our, our catalog and do, and I will type in DVD. Mm-hmm. And what that will do is we'll bring up every DVD in our catalog, and there is a lot But then over on the left-hand side, there is these filters that will let me categorize it by how I want to. And generally, it's new titles. Mm -hmm. And I'll click that and say, hmm, two weeks? When was the last time I checked this? I don't know. Let's go one month. And it will bring up everything that we've added into the catalog in the past month that is a DVD. And I just go, hold, 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 hold. And then I get what I want. I do this too. And you should. On www.nwrls.com. Okay, that's the place to be. It is. You'll just go into the top left corner. And books, etc. Or books, etc. So yep. either way, we'll get you to the library catalog. If you go through the books, etc., you got to go books, etc., catalog, LS2, bam, you will see that river we're talking about. And by river, it is just pictures of uh, like book a covers. Slideshow. Yeah, and it just slides on through and it'll have a little tab across the top saying, here's what you're looking at. Awesome. It is. I wonder if we search camels in there, what we'd come up with. I think there's probably a lot in our collection about camels. I have two more suggestions. Let's do this. Okay, so one is for children. I highly recommend the Sunshine State Young Reader Awards list. That is Florida specific, isn't it? It is. And it's picture books to grade eight. And they're great titles. And if you're looking for something for, for younger kids in particular, this is where, where you can start. And a lot of those end up being mandatory reads throughout the school year. My son has already gotten his sixth grade reading list that he mm. has to read over the summer. And he was not thrilled with this, but he settled on Sea of Monsters. Book report over the summer, Dad? Really? <laughs> 
sea of monsters. I mean, I want to read that now. You should. <laughs> have you not done the, the Rick Morton stuff? I have not, stuff? and I need to. And um, speaking of which, so if you have teens, uh, the Percy Jackson series, we're going to be having a teen book club. Any teen from the age 11 to 18. It's a Zoom book club, July 29th, Wednesday at 2 p.m. But you can already go ahead and pre-register. And that is through our Bay County Public Library Facebook page. You know, Sarah... Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about it. It was a great segue. It's almost like we planned this or something. We did not. But uh, we have that book club coming up. That be run by Sam, the the, uh, the the Rick Riordan one? Yes. So what if we tried something next month or next recording? What if we had a guest? We could probably do that. But I really think that we should try to get our teen librarian, Sam, to come on our next show to discuss her, her Zoom book club. I think we can make that happen. And yeah, the the virtual book club thing, that is another way to find reads that you might not have known that you wanted to read, but the Bay County Public Library Book Club is meeting through Zoom now too. And the next read is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens on July 9th at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. And that is also on Facebook. And I, I know that a lot of our library staff have been not wanting to read this title because it circulates so often. It is, but it, I'm sensing a sub-theme between our natural disaster podcast here, Sarah. And this one kind of relates to that other book that you were reading where... Mm-hmm. We, we, we've got a, we've got a very sub-swamp murder theme going it's on. Swamp murder. There you go. That's the description of the book. Mm-hmm. And maybe swamp murder naturalist. Zoology. Zoology. Have you read it? Cheat sheeted it. I really enjoyed it. So it, and it's really popular. But um, I think there's a reason why. I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, it's already been licensed to be made a movie or a TV show by one Reese Witherspoon. That's be- probably because it was on her Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine Book Club list in 2018. So it's based on Kaya, and she grows up isolated in the marsh in North Carolina. She may or may not have parents at all. Like, there's not a lot of parental figures and there's the mystery swamp murder and when i was reading this it was like a couple years ago it probably was 2019 but i was reading it and i was on an airplane you know like one of those things that you we used to be able to fly more comfortably on supposedly they are doing boomer business right I now. i know i know they're flying but i'm not i can't picture it yet anyway so i had it with me on the airplane and i had women just like come up to me like i loved that book oh it's one of those kind of books yeah like they would just oh, come man. out to me go that was such a good that's, book. It was a conversation starter. Oh, that's the opposite kind of book I like. Really? Oh, man. Books are the best conversation stoppers. <laughs> oh, man. I don't need one where people are talking at me. It was, it was, I thought it was fun. And we have it in all formats, including Spanish. I did not know that. You have just clued me in onto something. Yeah. Anyways, join a book club. Okay. So we got book clubs going on. Anything else that we have happening that we need to uh, advertise? We have a couple more Tuesday morning, uh, 10 a.m. Zooms with, it's a webinar format uh, for your little ones. So three to five-year-olds, it's read, rock, and story time. Next week's is Farmyard Fun. Everyone has been so, I'm like behind the scenes. I'm the producer. So you're not going to see me. You're going to see Tina and Tanya, and they're awesome. They sing, they dance, they say stories, and they share books. And they share the newest craft of the week, which you can pick up through curbside. While supplies last. While supplies last. 
We're doing that right now. Yeah. Whatever this last, I don't remember what this last one is. I just it know it's a Ziploc bag full of stuff. It was a puppy puppet. Yes, you can come up and while supplies last, we will get those out to you while you're your curbside pickups. Just let us know that it, you, you have need for, for the crafts of the, of the week. Yep. We want you to be back in the building. We do. We are eager to resume our services as normal. From both Sarah and myself, I want to say thank you to everyone who is coming out here and doing their curbside. Thank you to everybody who's using that that limited-use computer room because we are happy to be here helping you stay connected, be able to do the things you need to do, as well as be entertained in these, in these troubling times that we're going through. So when we first started this, the curbside pickup, it was small numbers, and mm-hmm. since that time it has definitely quadrupled the number of people, so it keeps us hopping. Bear with us if you call. We may not be able to answer right away. We only have three phones, and sometimes there's four or five calls going at once. So bear with us, but we love having you come up here and pick up the stuff. We encourage everybody to do it. We are still encouraging you to keep what you got. If you if you aren't feeling well, please hold on to the things that you, you have. If you feel like you need to return some items because you've held them for so long, we are doing that through our book drops. They will stay on your card for a week after you drop them in that book drop while they go through the quarantine procedures and then they will come off and go on to where they need to go but we miss you and we are eagerly looking forward to having you back in the building and to answer the 900 billion dollar question i really don't know i really don't everything kind of changes day by day but the day that we hear something the third person to know something will be you or check our Facebook page and website, and you'll find out that way as well. Um, but yeah, we don't have a date just yet, and we want everyone to stay safe and healthy and still be able to receive services. And we still have all the online services as well. We do. To give a teaser for our next episode, what might we discuss? There are a ton of like modern retellings of older tales. Because we will be deep into our summer program at that point. Imagine your story. So we're going to do fairy tales? fairy tales and i think we can pull some other stuff like there's like modern retellings Ooh. of like shakespeare and folklore folklore Ooh, yes i love oh, i've got some suggestions this oh my goodness so we we are here to say thank you for listening to uh, bcpl unstacked uh where we unstack literary news share what we're reading slash watching and cool things happening with the bay county public library stay safe and read my friend is good for you